What's going on there, youth pastors? Paul Turner here from the discipleproject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Hope that you're having an excellent, excellent day today. No matter what time you're listening, no matter what you're doing, I hope that it is awesome for you today. And it is October 1st, so it is the countdown to the spooky season. I learned today in a meeting that there are some people in our church who don't particularly appreciate Halloween, which just makes me want to wear pumpkin shirts all month, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's, but that's just me being me. So don't worry about that, I guess. But I did do a video, you know, called Does God Hate Halloween? If you're interested in that, I'll put a link down below and uh, it'll give you my full briefing on my thoughts on Halloween. You can check it out for yourself. But let's go ahead and check out the motion metrics and find out who is listening to this podcast across our great world. Top cities, Mount Juliet, San Antonio, and Charlotte. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for listening. And countries, the U.S., Canada, and South Africa. So I want a big, big shout out to all of you folks. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing youth ministry wherever you are in the world. Thank you for loving teenagers and caring about teenagers. This is also, by the way, Pastor Appreciation Month. So I want to tell you that I appreciate you. I appreciate every single one of you, whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, volunteer, whatever it is, you rock, my friend. So if, whether your church honors you or not, let me tell you something. I'm going to honor you and tell you that you are doing a fantastic job, okay? So... I appreciate you very, very much, and the Lord appreciates you very, very much as well. If you're new to the podcast, by the way, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you being a part today. Don't forget to go ahead and click that subscribe button if you're not subscribed yet. And if you're a longtime listener and if you've not left a review yet, well, please, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this, go ahead and leave a review. And that way, this podcast can be found by other youth workers learning to get better at what they do, just like you are. So thank you for doing that. So today's episode is all about students and helping them find entry-level ways to becoming student leaders within your youth ministry. And I want to talk to you about five ways you can do that. Now, before we get into that, though, if you don't have your stuff planned yet uh, for the month and you're looking for some lessons, uh, I'll put some links down below. I have a series called Bringing Back the Dead, which is all about focusing on martyrs and all saints day and talking about those who have given their life for the faith uh, which is meant to not frighten kids but meant to encourage them that there were people in this world that revelations 12 11 describes them as and they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony and they loved not their life even unto death so if you're interested in that series, I'll put a link down below. Or if you're interested in engaging with your students on social media and you don't really have a plan for doing that, a daily thing, well, I have 31 Halloween would you rather questions. Things like, would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? Things like that. So if you want to be able to post things without having to think about it, those are already done for you. They're both done in Instagram and on TikTok. So you can put both there, add a little music and put a little poll there. Maybe on the IG Reels, you can put them on there and have kids vote on there. Uh, so if you're interested in something like that, go ahead and there'll be a link down below for that as well. All right, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is the five 
entry-level ideas to student-led leadership. One of my friends posted, uh, he said, plugging youth into jobs in your youth program is not student-led ministry. Far from it. We're hearing from God, but falling short of understanding. Time to equip youth to lead ministries of their own, not ours. Well, let me first say that I think the quote is absolutely true. Plugging kids into your youth program or my youth program is not student-led ministry, but student-owned ministry. I think plugging in kids is an essential part of any ministry that wants to get to student-led ministry. We can't just release kids to go crazy with their ideas, especially kids who may not know Christ or, or students who have no experience with leadership. We must first show them pictures of leadership and then allow them to jump in where God has gifted them. You see, I learned a simple phrase a while back about how to get students involved in ministry. I do it, you watch. I do it, you help. You do it, I watch. You do it, I'll go do something else. And it's worked for me for uh, over 30 years. And it's easy to read a statement like that, but I know you're wondering, well, Paul, how do I get there? Well, let me go ahead and give you the five entry-level ideas I have for getting students to own and lead within your ministry. The first one, constantly introduce the idea that teenagers can lead. Talk about it, post about it, do quotes about it. Try to make leadership about who you are instead of just something you do. Highlight teens on social media when they're leading. Show teenagers owning their role, their ideas, or their business. Your students have to believe it's possible for them. So take the time to coach them up and at every opportunity that you have, tell them, I can see you doing this. Number two, don't start a leadership program start with serving. Now, why do I say that? Because I think what happens is, is when we start a leadership program, we say, hey, we're going to do six weeks of leadership, or before you can even get up to do anything, you're going to have to take this class, and you're going to have to do this thing. And over time, that fire and passion that students have diminishes if they don't get the opportunities to be able to do the things that they are actually signing up to do. And so I say start with serving. Start with the small things you have. You don't need four weeks of leadership class to take the offering. You don't need four weeks of leadership class to pray over the offering. You don't need four weeks of leadership class to run the game for the night. Now, am I against leadership courses or filling out forms and all those things? Hey, you do you, whatever way you want to do it. But I say, when you start putting students in the mix sooner rather than later, students start to discover their gifts, their callings, things that they're, they're, they're going to like and things that they absolutely don't like and they don't want to do that again. But at least they've tried it. At least they've tasted it. And then you can work with them around their gifts and talents to find out where they're really going to fit. So give them small ways to win, build on those wins, and celebrate those wins, and that way they can move into deeper waters. Number three, introduce a creative crisis. So let's say you go ahead and you get with your students and you say, hey, we're planning a youth takeover night and you give students the opportunity to do a part of the service, whatever that may be, the game, introductions, the announcements, welcoming guests, whatever it is. And really, if you have a small youth group, you only need one other adult who can help facilitate this. So basically you say, hey guys, now that we have this, you guys are gonna do the service. 
excited about it and so forth. And then you find a way to somehow maybe not be there that night. You have a crisis where you just cannot show up. And you basically have the other adult kind of film the night, watch how students step up or not with you absent, and then go back yourself and watch that video and then share with your students how proud you are of them. Ask the students who led if they'd like to watch the meeting and talk together about how the night went. And in doing so, students get to see themselves leading and students will comment themselves. They'll say, oh, I could have done that better. You know, this could have, didn't go quite as planned. It actually turned out better than I thought it was going to be planned. And you really get real-time feedback from them about their leading experience. Number four, offer leadership as a group project. Another step you can take is by offering a project. Instead of having a full-blown meeting, take a Wednesday and use half the meeting as project night. Give the students parameters and let them work on uh, an outreach that's coming up or the next youth service or a service project and do it along with another adult facilitator or however many adults you may have and work on that project together. That way you don't have to schedule another night. You don't have to schedule another meeting. You can just do it with those students within that meeting for the next upcoming project, whatever that may be. But in watching them work together on a project, you get to see them in the pre-leading phase, if you will, where you're watching how they organize, you're watching how they communicate together, you're watching how they effectively come to conclusions about the things that they want to do as part of that project. And in reality, you're actually watching for who your leaders are, that when they're working on something together, you're watching the leaders step up. You're watching the leaders organize. You're watching who other students are following. So if you don't know who your leaders are, maybe do a project and then you can watch who steps up. And number five, mentoring towards the end goal. There's a quote by Steven Spielberg that says, the delicate balance of mentoring someone is not creating them in your own image, but giving them the opportunity to create themselves. So the goal of becoming student-led is so that students can learn to rely on the Lord more than us as youth pastors. Students need to learn how to pray, how to seek the Lord for themselves, and lead with conviction rather than following a designed path. Giving students room to lead results in God ideas that we would never have thought of. And the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So yes, your example matters. So study how Jesus empowered and released his disciples and then do the same for your students. And that is it for this episode of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for giving me your time and your attention, allowing me to be a part of your day. Don't forget about all the links that are down in the show notes there. And do not forget that if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a great job, let me tell you, you're doing a great job and you're only going to get better. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.